0: Welcome to Better Animal Handling, Chapter 4, Episode 25. (laughs) Center of Missouri, USA. I'm CB Chastain, your guide to better animal handling, and Abby, my cattle dog and fully socialized co host. Say hi, Abby. Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from Chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode is on handler safety, puppy socialization, and incidents of dog bites. Our topics for this week are socialization of puppies, rules for child-dog interaction, problems with commercial breeding of dogs, and incidents of dog bites in the United States. All dogs need to be exposed early in life to what their world will be like as an adult. Breeds of dogs that were selectively bred to guard property or livestock or to herd livestock were selected for an extra degree of assertiveness. It is the owner's responsibility to socialize and control dogs, especially those with aggressive tendencies. Dogs and other domestic species go through an early socialization period, during which social experiences have a greater effect on the development of their temperament and behavior than if the experiences occur later in life. In dogs, this period ranges between the end of the neonatal period at two and a half to three weeks, the age at which eyes and ears have first opened, to sometime between 12 and 14 weeks. However, others suggest that an effective period may be significantly shorter, while others say that a social maturity does not occur until 36 months. However, dogs that have little or bad experience with humans prior to 14 weeks of age rarely bond or respond to humans well for the rest of their lives. Many social and behavioral deficits observed in adult dogs may be caused by removing puppies too early from the dam and littermates. Puppies need to learn social ranking between 3 to 8 weeks of age through play fighting, and how to interact with humans and other species from 5 to 12 weeks. I agree, Abby. The most important lessons in life are learned in kindergarten or before. The American Veterinary Society of Animal Behavior recommends beginning socialization at seven to eight weeks of age and seven days after the first vaccinations and deworming treatment. Vaccinated puppies attending socialization classes are at no greater risk for canine parvovirus infection than vaccinated puppies who do not attend those classes. However, classes should be held on surfaces that are easily cleaned and disinfected, and the puppy exposure to dog parks, pet stores, and other areas that are highly trafficked by ill dogs or dogs of unknown vaccination status or are not sanitized regularly should be avoided. If adopted from a shelter, the puppy should be kept in their new home for two weeks before socializing with other dogs to reduce the risk of the puppy exposing other dogs to shelter-acquired diseases. Puppies should not socialize with other dogs that are sneezing, coughing, vomiting, or having diarrhea in order to reduce the risk of transmission of disease to the puppy. Socialization should minimally include other people, children, other dogs, cats, vacuum cleaners, moving cars, bicycles, veterinary hospitals, and grooming parlors. A popular rule of seven is often applied. The rule of seven is that by seven weeks of age, puppies should have been on seven types of surfaces, played with seven different objects, been in seven locations, kept with seven new and different people, including young, old, disabled, different races and so forth, have been exposed to seven challenges including an obstacle course, eaten from seven different types of containers, and eaten in seven different locations. Well-organized puppy classes can be very helpful in socializing a wean puppy. Ideally, puppies should be grouped by similar size. To limit distractions, a group should be no more than six puppies and each puppy should have only one or two people handling it. Puppies should never be exposed to an experience that is perceived as harmful, painful, or excessively frightening. If the puppy becomes apprehensive, its handler should give it a command and then reward it, but not pet or cuddle the puppy immediately after it acts apprehensive, or it will interpret fearful actions yield rewards. Supervised playtime should be scheduled each day. The play and training session should be short, about 15 minutes, and only 1% improvement expected each training session. When allowed to play with freedom, a puppy's distracted attention can be regained as needed by having it wear a dragline leash at least four feet long. Handlers should avoid sitting on the floor or ground when playing with puppy due to overstimulation of the puppy that generally results. Punitive methods including scruff shakes, alpha rollovers, pinning to the floor, thumping the nose, or swatting with rolls of paper, or shock collars should never be used for training puppies. Socialization with humans must present the handler as a consistent, gentle leader. Interactions with humans should be gentle, not rough, and not submissive to any attempts by the puppy to dominate. Effective socialization must be one-on-one with each puppy, not as a litter. Direct attention from a handler should only be when the dog is obeying a command. When attention is shown to the dog, the dog should return with its attention. Positive reinforcements are initially small bits of food treats, which are combined with petting and other praises. Training treats for basic training should be dry for ease of handling and to prevent spoilage. Treats should be small enough to be consumed in a couple of seconds. Food treats are gradually phased out as the dog matures and responds to other forms of praise. Petting should be reserved as only a reward for good behavior. Withdrawal of handler attention should be the penalty for poor behavior. Fearful behavior should not be rewarded with extra attention to try to comfort, and apprehension should not be reprimanded. Rather, the handler should have the puppy obey a familial basic command such as sit and then reward it for sitting. A familiar situation, direct attention from a handler, and reward for appropriate behavior will provide distraction from the apprehension and promote a feeling of security for the puppy. It is important for a handler to establish superior social rank to the puppy during its socialization. This requires controlling the puppy's resources and movements. One of the steps in acquiring higher social status is to have a puppy sit before feeding, placing a hand in a food dish while it eats, and eventually feeding it a portion of its meal by hand out of a fee bowl. Puppies' movements should be controlled as in being taught to sit if approached by strange people or when a stranger comes to the door. Handler should expect a puppy to learn to wait for permission to go through doors or up and down stairs when on a leash. The handler should remain still, avoiding any attention to the puppy until its attention is directed only to the handler. The puppy should not move before the handler moves and is given permission to move. A dog shows disrespect for a handler by putting its mouth around a hand or an arm. If a puppy Mouse the handler's arms, hands, or fingers, the handler should make a high-pitched sound and ignore the puppy for about a minute before returning to more interactions with it. Puppies should not leave littermates and their mother until eight weeks of age so they can better learn bite inhibition from each other. A puppy should experience a wide variety of people, animals, and situations in non-threatening ways during their prime socialization period. Things that make loud noise should be introduced at a distance and gradually introduced to the puppy. The puppy should be exposed at a distance to a running vacuum cleaner, motorcycles, and other noise makers in his new home, and expose him again at a later time closer to the noise and repeat. The puppy should be taken to shopping centers, parks, veterinary clinics, and other sites where there are many people and much activity. They should be taken for short, but frequent rides in a car. Stops for the puppy to get out and relax should be planned. Handlers should counter condition the puppy to being brushed, bathed, inspected, and having nails clipped and teeth and ears cleaned. This is accomplished by gentle, frequent, short-term handling sessions with small food treats whenever the puppy does not react adversely to the distracting stimuli. Abby says she and I are both focused on food above almost everything else. (music) Handlers must always supervise interaction of puppies with other people, particularly children. Interactions need to be calm, gentle, brief, and controlled. Small children, in particular, should be closely supervised to ensure against unpleasant or threatening experiences for the puppy. Children must be taught in advance to move slowly and quiet around puppies. Although small children should learn to handle puppies in their lap gently while sitting and supervised by an adult, they should never pick up or carry puppies. Bites and scratches occur to children from struggling puppies, and bone-breaking falls occur to puppies when dropped. Children should also be advised not to bother puppies when puppies are eating resting in their crates. Exposure to other dogs during their socialization period should be only to good canine role models. Much is learned by puppies from observing how other dogs relate to humans and other animals. The first socializing with other animals should be to other dogs that are introduced to a puppy's environment. The introduced dogs should at first be of similar size, friendly, healthy, and vaccinated dogs and other puppies. Larger and smaller dogs should be introduced later. Cats that are not afraid of dogs should be introduced to the puppy. The second stage of socialization is to take the puppy out of its own environment to the homes of other friendly, well-behaved pets. A puppy should be socialized to any type of animal that it may come in contact with during the rest of its life, which in some cases may include birds, horses, cattle, sheep, swine, and others. There is not a uniform definition of commercial dog breeders. One that is accepted in most states is breeding 20 or more dogs within a year. Another criteria that is often accepted to separate hobby breeders from commercial breeders is breeding more than three breeds of dogs. The American Veterinary Medical Association defines a high volume dog breeder as any person who whelps more than six litters a year or transfers ownership of more than 50 dogs per year. Commercially bred puppies are generally at high risk of inadequate socialization. Many states do not mandate socialization for commercially bred puppies and those that do have vague requirements. Interstate shipments of puppies fall under the federal regulations of the Humane Handling Care and Treatment of Dogs and Cats, which is the Code of Federal Regulations Title IX, Chapter 1, which covers animals that are on display being shipped interstate or used in research. However, socialization is not a requirement for interstate shipment, and interstate shipment is permissible as early as seven weeks of age. Retail pet stores are also not required to socialize puppies. Dogs obtained from pet stores are rarely socialized properly. They have significantly more aggressiveness toward humans, including family members and other animals, separation-related problems, and inappropriate urination and defecation problems. Each year, dogs kill about 20 people in the United States, seriously injure at least 800,000 with bite wounds serious enough to require hospital attention, and are estimated to inflict a total of four and a half million bites. Still, the risks are low considering that about 70 million dogs are kept as pets in the United States and that nearly all bites could be avoided with responsible care and handling. Dog bites account for more than one-third of all homeowner liability claims. The average bite claim settlement is for more than $29,000. The most dangerous dogs are larger dogs. Not because they necessarily bite more often, but because their bites inflict more damage. The ability to inflict a killing bite is instinctive. What is killed is not considered food by a dog unless taught by other dogs or by starvation. Fatal dog bites occur most often in 1- to 4-year-old children. Based on a U.S. Centers for Disease Control report, 90% involve an unaltered male dog, and 90% of 2-year-old children were unsupervised by an adult. The dog acts alone in 68% of cases, and in 25% of killings, the dog is chained. Three-fourths of biting dogs are owned by family members or friends of the person bitten. Most dogs involved in a killing are in the 50 to 100-pound weight range. Non-fatal wounds are usually to the arms, hands or face, to children that are less than five years of age or adults that are more than 65 years of age. In addition to the puncture wounds, a large dog can generate enough pressure to cause significant crushing injuries. Tearing injuries can also occur when after making a bite and holding on, the dog often shakes its head and sometimes whole body or the victim tries to withdraw quickly. Two-thirds of bite wounds to children occur to the head and neck. In addition to serious physical injury, dog bites can cause post-traumatic stress disorders in child victims. Dogs involved in serious bites to humans are primarily male. Male dogs are more than six times more likely to bite people, and intact males are more than two times more likely to bite than neutered male dogs. However, once a dog develops the courage and ability to successfully bite a human, neutering has little effect on preventing future attempts to bite. Now, let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. Dog's most influential socialization period is three weeks to three and a half months of age. Children should be trained in the proper handling of dogs and the supervised twin with dogs. Commercially bred puppies are often not properly socialized. Dog bites are most common in children and account for more than one-third of all homeowner liability claims. Ebbie says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling is available in my book, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, published by CRC Press. It's also available on Amazon and for many other fine book supply sources. Additional information is available at betteranimalhandling.com. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skills should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening, Abby, and I hope you'll come back next week when I'll talk about dog bite incidents and prevention. Hey, Abby, do you know who George Graham Vest was? No, he did not invent the sleeveless jacket called a Vest. He was a Missouri lawyer who delivered the eulogy of the dog in 1870. They included the statement that the one absolutely unselfish friend that a man can have in this selfish world, the one that never deserts him, and the one that never proves ungrateful or treacherous, is his dog.